0: It's the HBCU report with Bob Calloway.
1: You all appreciate it. When I was young, me and my mama had beef. 17 years old, kicked out on the streets. Though back at the time, I never thought I'd see a face. Ain't a woman alive that could take my mama's place. Suspended from school. I'm scared to go home. I was a fool with the big boys breaking all the rules. Shed tears with my baby sister. Over the years we was poor and other little kids. And even though we had different daddies. The same drama when things went wrong, we blame mama. I reminisce on the stress I caused. It was hell. Hugging on my mama from a jail cell. And who thinking elementary? Hey, I see the penitentiary one day. Running from the police. That's right. Mama catch me, put a whoop into my backside. no one I You all appreciate waiting. it Don't you know we love you Now ain't nobody tell us it was fair No love for my daddy cause the coward wasn't there He passed away and I didn't cry Cause my anger wouldn't let me feel for a stranger They say I'm wrong and I'm heartless But all along I was looking for a father he was gone I hung around with the thugs And even though they sold drugs They showed a young brother love I moved off started really hanging I needed money of my own So I started slanging I ain't guilty cause even though I sell rocks It feels good putting money in your mailbox I love paying rent when the rent's due I hope you got the diamond necklace that I sent to you because when I was low, you was there for me. You never left me alone because you cared for me. And I can see you coming home after work late. You're in the kitchen trying to fix us a hot plate. You're just working with the scraps you was giving. And mama made miracles every Thanksgiving. But now the road got rough, you're alone. You're trying to raise two bad kids on your own. And there's no way I could pay you back. But my plan is to show you that I understand. You all appreciate Don't know in love with sweet. And dear mama. You all appreciate Connecting
0: the SWAC, the MIAC, SIAC, and the CIAA, the HBCU Experience lives
2: here. It's the HBCU report with Bob Calloway.
0: Welcome into another edition of the HBCU Report. I am Rob Calloway, checking in Tuesday, April 28th, 2020. Thank you for tuning in, however you may be listening. Make sure you follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and HBCU Report. And remember, when we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite crab beers. So much has happened since we uh, last checked in with you guys Saturday morning. First of all, uh, last week, let's just go back to last week. First of all, we had two great shows last week, last Tuesday, we were joined by Fred Watson, the head basketball coach, men's basketball coach at Miles College. And then Saturday, Allen University football coach Teddy Keaton checked in with us. And so, you know, you can always go back and relive any moment of any episode of the HBCU Report on demand 24-7 via Spreaker, iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcast. And, and matter of fact, while we're talking about these guests, coming up tonight, we've got him. I, man I've been trying to get this dude for a while now uh, Florida AM. yeah the Rattlers head football coach the national champion Rattlers oh I gotta put some respect on it yeah Florida A&M University the national football champions yes Willie Simmons checks in with us the head football coach of the Rattlers and uh, can't wait for that man been trying to catch up with him for a minute now um, but as I said there's been so much going on since uh, we last joined you guys uh, first and foremost just like the send my condolences to the Kasem family, uh, the godfather, Marino Kasem, longtime Alcorn State University uh, football coach, passed away shortly after we got off the air uh, Saturday at the age of 85. And so it's a huge loss for uh, not just the HBCU community, the SWAC, Alcorn, and uh, definitely uh, his family. So just want to keep them lifted up in prayers. okay? Um, something else that uh, happened over the weekend that I I guess I was privy to. I just didn't, I guess I just wasn't paying attention. John P. Key and Hezekiah Walker had a battle on Instagram and I didn't find out about it till after the fact. And I love gospel music. I got a text maybe two hours after the fact. It was a screenshot like, boy, your boys went in tonight. But I missed it. I missed it. But what I'm not going to miss is coming up this Thursday in case you haven't heard 3-6 uh, Mafia and Bone Thugs in Harmony are going to battle Thursday night. Not sure if it's going to be on Versus or just via Instagram, but I'm sure they'll put that information out maybe later tonight or tomorrow or something like that, but uh, I look forward to that. I, I like 3-6 Mafia. I've been a fan of 3-6 Mafia since World Domination, for those of you that know about World Domination. uh, Prior to that, a lot of their music was heavily influenced by cocaine and what rick james say cocaine is a hell of a drug so i couldn't i wasn't vibing to that and uh, as i told you guys the other day about uh, bone thugs and harmony i like bone bone has some slamming hooks some great music i just didn't know what the hell they were saying but you know that's what made them bone that's what made them bone HBCU Report, Rob Calloway, hanging out with you guys. Uh, Coming up momentarily, going to take a look back at 1995. That's right. Tonight kicks off our celebration, our commemoration of 1995. But first, man, we got to talk about this NFL draft really quick uh, before uh, we're joined by our guest, Willie Simmons. All right. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the NFL draft happened. And everybody on social media that I follow via the HBCU Report account was just waiting, 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 waiting to hear that, that first name from an HBCU called. And we waited and we waited and we waited and we, man, we waited. And we had one kid to come off the board in the draft. One kid. One. Which I have a, a real problem with, okay? and i've been talking about it on the show not going to not going to be the dead horse it is what it is there was no nfl hbcu combine the hbcu kids didn't get to participate at the 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 pro days for the, at the bigger universities all because of covid and we end up seeing if i'm not mistaken the lowest number of fcs draft picks in the draft going back maybe 17 years if i'm not mistaken I told y'all, I just got nuggets. I'm full of nuggets. (laughs) And so, uh, really not happy with that, man. But, but there's another, there's another aspect of the draft that really kind of, it really bothered me. And, and, and I'm going to mention it really quick and then we, we're going to keep it moving. Um, two kids, T Higgins, the wide receiver from Clemson and Quintez Cephas, uh, out of, uh, Wisconsin. These two dudes, you know, it, it was a damn shame how ESPN did them. You know, when when the player gets drafted, you know they put to the, get to know this player and put their accolades up on the screen. And so I'm going to read to you what it says about T. Higgins. Hometown: Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Finalist for the 2016 Tennessee Mr. Basketball. Hill offers from Louisville, Auburn, and Tennessee. Sister Kiki played basketball for Middle Tennessee State. His mom camellia fought drug addiction for 16 years then here's quintess cephas on august 20th he was charged with sexually assaulting two women and suspended by the team and expelled from wisconsin later that month he was found not guilty of all charges by a jury reinstated by the school and the team okay now what was my problem with that well first of all why in the hell are y'all doing these kids like that? Why? Because they black. Let's just go ahead and keep it real. Now, here's this other kid. I hope I say his name right. Warwasser? Warwasser, Justin Roy Wasser, the punter, that was selected by who else but the New England Patriots. This dude is walking around with a tattoo on his arm that is associated with a right wing militia group, right? Is it the three percenters? I forget what the hell they call. Just call them the Aryan Nation, just for just for sake of argument. bruh is walking around with 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 racist tattoos. Ain't nobody talking about that. I mean, they they, they talked about it after the fact. Like, hey, so what are you gonna do? And he's like, oh, I'm gonna get it covered up. I had no idea. I had no idea. Oh my God, I had no idea. You're right. I'm calling bull. I'm calling bull on that. And it's just a damn shame that y'all had to put these kids' information up on the screen like that and just kind of embarrass them. I'm so glad I didn't get drafted. Ain't no damn telling what y'all put up there about me. Family member arrested for DUI. His family has been known to smoke the ganja. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Unbelievable, man. And they say that their racism is dead. It's a damn shame. And it's and this life, especially in this case, it was live and in living color for everybody to see. That's what's so unbelievable. His mother battled drugs for 16 years. Well, what the hell did your mama do? What did your daddy do? Yeah, because we're so perfect. Mm hmm. Alright, so before we uh, get ready to go to commercial break Let's quickly take a look back at 1995, it was April 24th Windows 95 was Introduced, it was our first introduction To the taskbar and the recycle bin We take all that stuff for granted now In music, Goody Mob's debut album, Soul Food, was released on November 7th. And LL Cool J's sixth studio album, Mr. Smith, was released a few weeks later on November 21st. At the box office, April 7th, Bad Boy starring Martin Lawrence and Will Smith hit theaters. And it was 25 years ago, this past Sunday, April 26th, that Friday starring Ice Cube and Chris Tucker was released. And in sports, April 22nd, with the third overall pick. In the 1995 NFL Draft, the Houston Oilers selected Steve Air McNair from Alcorn State University. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And that's a look back at 1995. Coming up in the next segment, we will be joined by Florida A&M University head football coach Willie Simmons. I'm going to talk to him about uh, the COVID-19 effect on Rattler Nation. And you know I got to ask him about FAMU's national championship. Got to ask him about that. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HBCU Report. And remember, when we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers.
3: Open calendar.
2: What's my schedule looking like?
1: Next Thursday, you will be caught in an emergency flash flood between Park and First Street.
2: What? No. No, that that doesn't work.
1: I'm I'm
3: busy then. Decline. Decline. Decline.
2: Floods don't exactly work around your schedule. Disasters don't plan ahead. But you can. It starts with talking to your loved ones about making an emergency plan. So don't wait. Communicate. Visit gema.ga.gov. Brought to you by GEMHSA Ready Georgia, FEMA, and the Ad Council.
0: If you missed the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway, here's what you missed. Teddy Keat, head football coach of the Allen University Yellow Jackets. Now that we're dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic, how have you been adjusting and what have you all been doing to keep the kids, keep the players engaged? Well, we had already started last year with Microsoft Teams. I have everything online and, and you can share your screen, show them. We've been teaching them plays. We have a virtual study hall. This is constant communication with our players. I've been a trend coach. I've always been a guy who tried to stay ahead of the curve and make sure I'm prepared for what may happen, what may not happen. And it's just been great to do that. But a lot of coaches don't want to deal with the technology, don't want to learn it. And I think that if you don't get with the times, times like this could cause you to fall behind or you panic because you don't know the uncertainties of what's going on. HBCU sports fans, you finally have a voice. This is the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway.
4: This is how we do it. It's Friday night, and I feel all right. The party's here on the west side, so I reach for my 40, and I turn it up. Designated dime, I take the keys to my truck. Hit the shop, because I'm faded. Honey's in the streets, say money, oh, we made it. It feels so good in my hood tonight. The summertime skirts and my guys ain't connive, my forgot I forgot about the drive by. You gotta get your groove on before you go get paid. So tip up your cup and throw your hands up and let me hit a party. Say, I'm kind of buzzed and it's all because this is how we do it. Self-centered, like nobody does. This is how we do it. To all my you got much flavor. This is how we do it. Let's flip the crack from the old school back. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. All hands are in the air and wave from from here to there. If you're in OG Mac or I wanna be player, you see the hood's been good to me ever since I was a lowercase G. But now I'm a big G. The girls see I got your money, hundred dollar bill jar. If you were from where I'm from, then you know that I gotta get mine in a big black truck, you can get yours in a 6 ball. whatever it is, the party's underway, so tip up your cup and throw your hands up, and never hear the party say, I'm kind of boss, so this is how we do it's it, it's Central does desert like nobody does, this is how we do it, she my neighbor, she got much flavor. is how we do it.
0: Man, that's a hit. Jesus. You know, you know it's a hit when black folk take it and put it on a t-shirt. Every damn classic in 95 had a shirt that said, this is how we do it. (laughs) I ain't lying. I ain't lying, y'all know I'm telling the truth Every classic T-shirt from 95 said, this is how we do it (laughs) Montel Jordan Right there on the HBCU Report Rob Calloway hanging out with you Thank you guys for uh, tuning in to the show Don't forget, you can always go back And relive any episode of the show On demand 24-7 via Spreaker iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio app Apple Podcasts, Spotify And Google Podcasts Really quick before we go to our guest we did something Sunday. I have been telling you all about it. Uh, what? I started telling you about it Saturday. We did it Sunday. The HBCU Report Top 10 Countdown, where we um, actually did a countdown for the Songs of 94 since we were celebrating uh, the year 1994 last year. So how many folks actually went back and listened? Did you? Did, all right, so this is what I want you to do. If you did not go back and listen, please go back and listen to the countdown. Because here, see, this is what's about to happen tomorrow, Wednesday. Um, I am going to put a poll up On sportsnewsandbrews.com And on all of our social media platforms And allow you to be able to vote for these top 10 songs Alright so like right now I think I have 15 songs that you're going to be able to vote from And so whichever 10 Have the highest uh, percentages That's going to be the top 10 countdown Alright so you can go You'll be able to log in and vote every day Well I might let y'all vote as many times as you want Yeah that's probably what I'm going to do As many times as you want And so I will close the voting down on Friday uh, so that we can get everything ready for the weekend. All right. So make sure that you go back and check out the HBCU report top 10 countdown for 1994. All right. So as promised, we are being joined by a good friend of the show, man. It's been a while, uh, but we finally caught up with him. Florida A&M University head football coach Willie Simmons back on the show, man. Welcome back, coach. Always. It's a pleasure to be on. All right, man. Look, man. Let me just go ahead and, and, and on behalf of all of the SWAC fans, let me just go ahead and express our disappointment in losing you to the MEAC, man. So, uh, I know you're from Tallahassee. Uh, was, fam, you always your dream job?
2: Uh, you know, it was on the list, definitely. Um, whenever you start coaching, I think every coach kind of puts together that, that top five destination job that you love to coach. Um, obviously, you know, family and Florida State were always on that because it's home. So the opportunity came. Um, my wife and I are big on timing and making sure it's the right timing, the right situation. And we, we honestly felt that, uh, family was the right time, uh, um, the right situation at the right time. So it was tough to leave Prairie View, obviously. You know, great facility, great people there. Um, love Houston. <laughs> it's an amazing city. Um, uh, but again, the, the calling to come home, uh, just came at the perfect time. And, and again, we, we haven't looked back.
0: Well, you talk about coming home and, and you know, FAMU historically, um, arguably uh, the greatest HBCU program ever, football program ever. Um, when, when you came in, knowing that, that FAMU uh, hadn't necessarily been at the top of their game, uh, so to speak, uh, what was, what was the, the main things for you as far as uh, coming in and turning this program around?
2: I think it's the same. I've taken the same approach you know, everywhere I've gone and, and that's just, they're you know, really getting the guys to to believe in in the process and I know it sounds cliche you know it sounds like coach speak, but I, I truly believe any great organization you know has a great culture and that culture you know is ingrained in every every part of the organization so whether it be the actual players and how they practice you know the academic lives, um, their social lives, um, everything about what we do uh, we talk about having a standard of excellence. And so if we can, you know, do that, we have a saying that the way you do anything is the way you do everything. So if we take that that standard of excellence in all aspects of life and follow our seven Fs, uh, we feel like the success comes. And so that's been my approach. Um, I've been, you know, blessed and fortunate to have some success at various stops. And, um, you know, so we feel like we have a pretty good formula and we just got to continue to build upon it.
0: Absolutely. Now, you know, being a Bama State guy, sweat guy, I I don't have a, a dog in the fight. But I, I have to let you know, Coach, that, that one of the writers for, for my website, he's an Aggie, and one of the producers for the show is, is a bethune Cookman Wildcat. And, dude, when y'all claimed that HBCU National Championship, boy, they face was all twisted up, all funny. So, you know, <laughs> just, just tell us. I know that was, that was about motivation. I know that's what that
2: was about, right? I mean, it was a lot of things that went into that. You know, obviously, we knew going into the season that uh, we had the postseason ban. And so the, we couldn't technically play for a MIAC championship or Celebration Bowl championship. And so our main goal that season was to end the season as the best team in black college football. You know, we felt uh, realistically, we still feel this way, that we did enough during the season on the field play to play to suggest that, to, to at least have the conversation. And so we understand that A&T um, won the conference and went to the Celebration Bowl and took care of business and beat all corn. And that there, there's a great contingency of people who, who feel that because of that, they should be the national champions. But when you look at the end of the, end of the day, we had the best record in HBCU football. You know, we had a 9-2 record. Uh, we only lost one game in conference, whereas everyone, everyone else lost uh, two or more. And uh, the one game we lost was by four points with the ball, having the ball to go in to win, you know, in the last drive of the game. And so, um, you know, we just felt that our body of work throughout the year, beating Southern. Uh, beating AT, you know, beating, uh, you know, beating South Carolina State, you know, three of the top five teams in black college football. Uh, we feel like that that was enough to warrant the, the conversation of, of, of being the black college national champs.
0: Yeah, I, I look, I got to agree with you. When you talk about the record and all of that stuff, I agree with you. You know, the thing about the MEAC is that uh, it is so full of parity every year and it's like every game in the MEAC is technically a playoff game. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, no doubt about it, and that was the thing that really sh- sh- shocked me coming into the league. Um, It was my first experience in the MEAC. I spent you know six years in the SWAC, and, and once I got to the league, I, I, I saw pretty quickly you better you better strap it up every week. You know, you better be ready to go. And I think it's been shown the last two years when Morgan State, you know, a team that's finished in the bottom, you know, three of the of the conference, has beat A and T, the, the reigning champ, two years in a row. You know, and last year we lost to, to South Carolina State, you know, who at the time wasn't um, in the top half of the conference, and so uh, it shows that you know, every week uh, you can be beat. No, that, that's that's true everywhere, I believe, but uh, the the, the, the MIAC definitely is one of those leagues where there's a lot of parity. You know, the separation between talent um, is not great. You know, everybody has pretty good players. Uh, you see, I think we've had the most guys you know get drafted and signed for agent deals over the last few years, and I think it's just a league that's continuing to grow, and uh, coaches are doing a really good job of of recruiting student athletes who can come in and get bigger, faster, stronger during those three, four, or five years, and really position themselves to be all conference caliber players, all Americans, and some even professional football players.
0: Absolutely, this is the HBCU report. Rob Callaway on the line right now with Willie Simmons, head football coach of the Florida A&M University Rattlers. Now, you you, you hit the, the key word right there. Professional football players. All right. We know we just, we're just coming off the, the NFL draft that only saw uh, one player out of the HBCU ranks uh, drafted. Um, now let's talk about the, the COVID-19 effect on sports, if you will, coach. Um, I know that the NFL was scheduled to, uh, host their, their inaugural uh, HBCU combine that didn't happen, and of course uh, there were the pro days that didn't happen. I know your quarterback Ryan Stanley was supposed to participate in a pro day that didn't happen. Uh, how much do you think that the the cancellation of the combine as well as those pro days uh really hurt players like Ryan uh, from from getting drafted?
2: I think it had a profound uh, impact. You know, you look at this year, only six FCS football players were drafted. I mean, it's the lowest figure, uh, I think, uh, stats I read was since 2003. Um, and, and you know, so when you talk about there are, what, nine conferences, I think, at this level, 10 conferences or something like that, so that's not even one per conference. And so uh, I think it's an average around between, you know, 15 to 20 guys per year from the FCS ranks that, that get drafted. And I think a lot of that comes from those guys that want having great pro days. And in and, and, and Ryan's case, some of the guys that in our conference uh, or the swag, the the chance to have the HBCU combine. So you know NFL scouts they come through the school, they they, they watch film, they do all those things. But again, when you have the opportunity to work a guy out in person, that you can actually see how big he really is, how much faster he is than what you might have thought on film. Um, you know the same thing that gets a lot of those guys at the at the FBS level drafted higher than their original grade. Um, it's the same for for FCS guys. So I think the fact the guys weren't able to work out for pro teams. And have those 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 pro days really did have a profound impact on the number of FCS players that were drafted. And um you look at a guy like Alex Taylor, the big tackle from South Carolina State, I mean he was able to go to the to the senior bowl, which was phenomenal. Um but even he signed a freezing contract, you know. So uh, I think COVID nineteen really just is it, taking its toll on, on society as a whole, but um black college football, FCS football I think really took a hit this year from a draftable standpoint just because guys weren't able to really showcase their skills in front of NFL personnel.
0: You're absolutely right, Coach. Hey, do me a favor. Hold the line real quick. We're up against the break. We'll come back. We'll continue this conversation. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you tuesday night thank you guys for tuning in make sure you follow us on social media facebook instagram and twitter at HBCU report and remember when we're not here we're there there is sportsnewsandbrews.com your official source for sports black news political news and the latest on your favorite craft beers
4: all right everybody in the car let's go what are we gonna do first when we get there mom go for a hike sure what about canoeing can we go canoeing too i don't see why how long does it take to get to the forest it's not that far sweetie Are we there yet? Yep, we're here. Already?
1: It's a short drive from your neighborhood to your naturehood. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a neighborhood park or green space near you. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service.
0: If you missed the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway, here's what you missed. On the line with Fred Watson, men's basketball coach at Miles College. You know, basketball is the one collegiate sport. Not to say that that the job is not to graduate them, but if they are Mm NBA-level talent, they only need to be there, what, five
2: or six months? Our job is to graduate, but our job really is to um, give them a better quality of life. So if that means they could be here for six months and get a better quality of life because they can have an NBA opportunity, then that's my responsibility. So my my job is to position, whatever that may be. If it's a degree, we're going to work our tail off to make sure that kid leaves here with a degree. But if he got an opportunity to earn a better quality of life immediately, we can always get him back to get that degree. I'm on that mindset, and my job is to make sure our position will have a better quality of life leaving me. HBCU sports fans, you finally have a voice. This is the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. <laughs>
3: be your mayor for you anytime you need me But real girl is me in your world, believe me Nothing make a man feel better than a woman Queen with a crown that be down for whatever There were few things that's forever, my lady We can make war or make babies Back when I was nothing You made a brother feel like he was something That's why I'm with you to this day, boo no frontin Even when the skies were gray You would rub me on my back and say, maybe it'll be okay Now that's real to a brother like me, baby Never ever get my cootie away
4: You and it was plain to see. You are my destiny. Well, you must spend my time. I'll dedicate my life. I'll sacrifice for you. Dedicate my life. I you gotta girl. love
3: Jones for your body and your skin tone. Five minutes alone, I'm already on the road. Plus, I love the fact you got a mind of your own. No need to shop around. You got the good stuff at home. Even if I'm locked up north, you in the world rocking three-fourths of course. Never showing your stuff off. It be true. Me for you. That's how it is. I be your Noah. You be my Wings. I'm your best star. You my missus. With hugs and kisses. Valentine cards and birthday wishes. Please Another level of planning, of understanding The bond between man and woman And child, the highest elevation Cause we above all that Romance crap. Just show you love
4: don't <laughs> stop <laughs> <laughs>
0: Welcome back to the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway kicking off the third and final segment. Woo, that's a classic right there. 1995, man. Method Man. Mary J. Blige. You're All I Need. Let me tell you, I had some beat back in 95. Man, when this song, you know how it started off. It was just the singing. But then when the the bass kicked in... (laughs) Yeah man, I'm a little hood. I'm a little hood. Sound like I had some sound like I had a marching band in the trunk. Sound like I had a bag of cans in the trunk or something. Boy, it was beating down the block. I'm just saying, it was. I was boo, I was beating down the block. <laughs> but before we went to break, we were uh, line with Coach Willie Simmons, head football coach of the Florida and M University Rattlers. So Coach before we went to break, we were talking about you know the pro days not happening, the combine not happening. Uh, but here, here's my thing because I just have to be very honest with you. I'm a huge critic of the NFL when it comes to scouting HBCU talent. So here's here's my thoughts. My thoughts is this: my, I, I just really have one, and that is, can we please NFL move the HBCU combine up to the weekend
2: after? Student athletes all the time, you know, but there's nothing like actually seeing them in person. That's why. This camp circuit is so big in college football. You know, every school camps, you know, seven on seven tournaments. I mean, any way that you can see a guy in person, it it, it, it gives you a much better evaluation than just watching film. Because, again, film, you know, you got to try to consider who they're playing against, uh, all those different things. There's a lot of variables that go into it. And so but when you put a guy on the clock and it's just him and your clock, I mean, there's no variables. He's going to run the time that he's – Capable of running, you know, unless there's a strong headwind or something like that. So I think just the, again, the fact that guys weren't able to have those in-person workouts really hurt it. But again, like you made a great point. I think they can move the HBCU combine more closer to the, the actual NFL combine. Um, it does give these these guys at this level a chance to, like I said, showcase their their, their skills and and talents in front of you know NFL personnel to get those guys a chance to realize their dreams as well.
0: Yep, absolutely. Now, uh, recently, as of two weeks ago, the NFL—I mean, not the NFL, excuse me—the NCAA uh, actually did away with the where they. Did away with the ACT SAT requirement for incoming freshmen for uh, the fall semester. Uh, was you Were you all able to benefit from uh, possibly being able to sign some students that weren't necessarily qualified prior to?
2: Uh, I think you know, a lot of it depends on how many scholarships you had available. Uh, I know some schools use the philosophy of leaving a couple um, after every recruiting cycle for the transfer portal uh, for unforeseen events and things like that. You know, typically for us. It's happened because of attrition. You know, you may have a guy who you know doesn't necessarily make the grade. Doesn't happen happen very often, but you know, every every year or so, there'll be one or two guys that don't make the grade. Um, it, every year since I've been coaching, you know, we've had a guy that's unexpectedly decide to just call it quits you know just doesn't want to play the game anymore not for academic reasons not for injury reasons but just you know, personal reasons Just decides to walk away So we, we kind of have those available in those situations so we sign we always oversign or try to get right at our numbers during signing day with the hopes that one or two will pop, pop free come the summer well with the new legislature uh, or the new basically blanket waiver for guys who haven't uh, who don't have to have the ACT scores now that kind of changes the game because a couple of the guys that we signed, we knew that they were going to be close, that you know, there was a chance that they may not make the qualifying score. But now that they've weighed that, there's a good chance that all the guys that we signed will make it. And so it kind of makes it a little tougher for us to, to have that money available. So there are obviously some guys that are floating around that may have thought they were going to be junior college prospects or you know, possibly going to retake the test again that are available now. Um, but again, it just depends on how many scholarships you have available or whether you can you know, commit to those guys right now. And right now, we're not in a position to just fully commit anything financially to guys because we want to make sure that we're not making empty promises. Mm,
0: very good. This is the HBCU report. Rob Calloway on the line with Willie Simmons, head football coach of the Florida A&M University Rattlers, talking about the COVID nineteen effect on sports. So, coach, uh, from a technology standpoint, uh, what are you guys doing to keep your guys engaged?
2: I, I think we're doing what most people are trying to do. Um, you know, we're zooming, having Zoom calls. Um, watching film, um, you know, giving them tests, things of that nature. Um, just, you know, calling them on the phone, FaceTiming them, making sure that they're doing what they're supposed to do in the classroom. I mean, that's the biggest part right now. Obviously, we want to try to make sure they're doing some type of workout. That's a little bit tough because we can't get them all, you know, in, in one central location. Um, but we try to monitor them as, quick, as as much as possible. But Zoom, um, I probably should have been invested some stock in Zoom. <laughs> I know, <laughs> right? If I had known this thing was going to happen, but. Yeah, we're, we're zooming, and I think well, we're all about zoomed out. I tell you that much. You know, I'm I not mean, gonna times I can look at the computer screen all day long and and talk ball. But it's been very helpful. You know, thank God we do have technology that we do have the ability to do these things with our players because I can imagine what what we would be doing if we didn't have these um, these luxuries. So, but yeah, we're, we're zooming away uh, every day, trying to encourage our coaches to to just interact with their guys as much as possible because they're scattered all throughout the southeast, obviously.
0: Now, from a personal standpoint, uh, what are you doing to stay safe during this pandemic?
2: Uh, staying in the house, <laughs> trying to stay in as much as possible. Um, you know, we're blessed to be able to have grocery delivery, uh, delivery here. Uh, my wife does a great job of trying to keep the shelves stocked with food. You know, stay ahead of things, uh, prepare for shortages that might you know come in the form of toiletries and, and, and meat, perishable items, and things like that. So uh, we have our grocery pickup every now and then. I may have to run to the The grocery store to pick up an emergency item, something that we might need. I'm just to put my mask on, um uh, put my gloves on, you know run in the store, pick up my item, and then come on back home and, and we have uh, little kids I'm, I'm i'm sitting here now holding my newborn who's weeks old this Sunday, and so you know we can't we definitely can't run the risk of, of you know getting infected, not knowing how this thing impacts um, you know the elderly or in in, in our case uh, a newborn baby who hasn't really built their immune immune system up yet so we have to take every precaution to stay as safe as we possibly can. So, we've been basically confined our house for the last month and a half. Very good. All right,
0: Coach. So, uh, what we're doing this week on the show is we're celebrating the year 1995. Where were you in 1995,
2: Coach? Man, I was in high school, man. That was my freshman year. <laughs> that was my freshman year <laughs> in high school. So, I was a little snotty-nosed little kid uh, trying to hang out, trying to – Fit in with the with the upperclassmen. Uh, there were only two of us that were allowed to play varsity football that year, so it was myself and um, an offensive lineman, you know, that came up. So we were just like I said, trying to get in what we fit in. Uh, I think I went really and got my ears pierced to, to fit in with the older guys, and you know, I think I, was, I think I got my first pad joined at that time. So, but yeah, man, little, 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 little head ninth grader, man, just trying to trying to trying to fit in and be one of the guys. Probably weighing about one hundred and fifty pounds at the time.
0: Well, it all worked out, Coach, man. It all worked out. It, it did. <laughs> it <laughs> for the did, better. no doubt about it. For the better, absolutely. He is Willie Simmons, head football coach of the Florida A&M University Rattlers. Coach, thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your schedule to, to talk to me, and uh, I look forward to talking to you. Hopefully, we get some football this fall.
2: Yeah, man. You know, I think we're all trying to stay optimistic as possible, and, um, you know, we're planning. And i tell you what, the administration is doing a great job of just you know, meeting, putting their heads together, um, having plans, you know, trying to hear from the health professionals about, um, how this thing will shape, you know, when we'll open back up for business. And obviously, you know, we all know safety is the number one concern. So as much as we love football and want to see football being played, you know, we all understand that we got to make sure that we're, we're protecting people and keeping everyone safe. So, uh, whenever they give us the green light, you know, we'll be ready to go. Uh, we're looking forward to it. We think we'll have a chance to have a, a phenomenal year this season. Um, you know, the prospects that we brought in this year with the transfers and the, and the high school signees and we're very excited about. And so hopefully we'll get a chance to get on the field pretty soon. But again, you know, we'll, we'll keep praying, you know, pray for everyone's safety. Um, everyone, you know, listen to the healthcare providers and, um, you know, again, shout out to all the uh, people out there risking their lives every day to, to, to care for people who are affected by this, this pandemic. And, um, again, we're just going to keep plugging along.
0: Absolutely, man! I, I I look forward to you guys defending this uh, this national championship.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, you know what? It's, it's you know it's official. They're, they're, I didn't know There was about twelve about twelve different polls that actually vote on the Black College National Championship.
4: And yeah, it all is. it takes is one. So yeah. we got
2: our one, and uh, so we, we're national champs in at least one poll. So we're gonna go into <laughs> the season of draining champs, and again to work every to work our butts off to see if we can defend it. But no 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 restrictions this year. No postseason ban. So. Now we get to actually play it out on the field and hopefully show everyone by the end of the season that that we are the best team in black college football.
0: Absolutely. Atlanta's missing y'all, man. So hopefully y'all make it back. I appreciate it, Coach. All right. Take care. Y'all stay safe. All right. Thanks. All right. Great stuff right there from Coach Willie Simmons, head football coach of the defending HBCU national champion, Florida A&M Rattlers right there. They dead serious about that. That's right. We are the champions. That's right. Sometimes you just got to claim that thing. <laughs> no doubt about it, man. All right, so don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell one more friend that the HBCU Report is here three days a week, Tuesday and Thursday at 7 p.m. and Saturday mornings at 9. Make sure you follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HBCU Report. And just remember, when we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. Coming up on Thursday's show, no telling who might check in with us, but there's an Eddie Robinson documentary that somebody just sent me the link to over the weekend. I'm going to check that out. We'll definitely talk about that on Thursday. All right, I'd like to thank tonight's guest, Willie Simmons, head football coach of the Florida a m University Rattlers. And of course, i like to thank you, the listener, because without you, there would be no HBCU report. Just remember... Tomorrow's not primus, so we've got to be the best version of ourselves every damn day. Gone.
3: It's the HBCU
0: Report with Bob Calloway.